I know a couple of our clients reached out and, and saw the news and were like, oh, is this a thing? Like, should we be worried about Facebook kind of fudging the, the data in our account? And it's not, you know, this is not a new thing. Yes, that can happen and has been happening. And we already have, you know, things in place to kind of make up for that. So the thing is with the whistleblower is it just became mainstream. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 335. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy November. I am excited to dive into this episode. One of the benefits of not being like super um, ahead on my podcast recording, just keeping it real with you guys. I have been in too many meetings lately and falling behind on my content, but it allows me to do like more real-time episodes, so there is a benefit to that. Usually, I'm like six weeks ahead on my podcast recording, and then if we want to push something out early, I have to like rearrange things and change the order, um, but I haven't been. My team keeps pushing me to get ahead, and I'm like, okay, you guys, I'm, I'm gonna, but it's been a very busy season for me. I just hired um, an operations slash marketing coordinator to help me organize everything and become my right hand internally. I have a right hand on our ads team who's been on my team for almost three years and is like truly one of my closest friends, but also my right hand. Like she fills in for me and and basically runs the ads department, but I have not been able to recreate that internally, especially with our marketing department and everything like internally that we have to be doing I'm still very much managing and I need to get out of that day-to-day so I don't know if you guys have a like google calendar but they in the last month added that little sidebar thing that tells you like how many hours you're in meetings and every week I'm like oh my god like this is so terrible it's like 15 16 17 hours of meetings and I only work about 30 hours a week so that's not enough time to be doing what I need to be doing anyways that's my rant for you guys But anyways, why I was saying this is going to be a really relevant episode is I'm talking about Facebook, the whistleblower, and the new name change that was just announced, Meta, which I was like, seriously? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on me, but it's a little bit weird. I thought it was a joke when I first saw it. Um, But you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a smart person, so there's, you know, he's, he knows what he's doing, I think. But let's talk about it. So, and give my take on it. Um... It's been really interesting to see like our platform and the company, you know, I built my company around Facebook and Instagram ads for the last six years be all over the news, literally. And mainstream people who have no idea about our industry now like talking about Facebook and the privacy concerns and the messing up of numbers and all of these things and it's interesting because people you know my friend my family and friends who don't really live in this industry like we do have been like well like are you worried and like what does it mean and um it's it's just interesting to see that we're like on CNN on all all the major news stations not us but I'm saying like our industry, our world of, of Facebook that we live in for business. And it makes you realize how truly like the majority of people don't have any idea how ads work and how businesses are using Facebook ads and, and how it can and work. Like, you know, I talk to people who are just like 
I just see ads and like they think that it's Facebook doing it, you know, versus businesses. So so it's interesting, first of all, to see that we're like mainstream in this way right now. But overall with the whistleblower, now I haven't watched like it was too much to cover it, cover all of it. I also really stay away from all mainstream media. I personally don't trust any of it. And so I just don't even I don't even consume it. And so I didn't watch all the details of it. I do have obviously like the summary of it. When it first started happening, so it happened that that they were about to like go live and then Facebook went down for that day, which was super interesting. And people, of course, were like, it's because of the whistleblower. And that's why Facebook went down, which makes zero sense because like they came back up the next day. And then all of this has been, you know, on Facebook regarding the whistleblower. So I don't think that's the reason why Facebook went down. They also obviously lost a ton of money going down for that half of a day. So that, you know, I don't believe that. But when it first started happening and the whistleblower came out and this might this could be like an unpopular opinion, but this is just me. Anything that's like heavily promoted by mainstream media I don't trust. So I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like the whistleblower, it seems a little bit strange to me because mainstream media and Facebook are tight. You know, they they are in the same sphere, <laughs> in the same world, and they support each other. So I don't know. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do have trust issues with the mainstream media. So when that first started happening, I was just like, I'm not really going to pay attention to this. And then most of the things that have come out, again, I haven't watched every detailed segment of this interviews and and whatnot, but most of the things that have come out from it, we already knew. We already know these things. Like that's why Facebook is changing all of their backend and their algorithms to really prioritize their users' privacy and and they're being forced to do that. Did they probably get away with things that they shouldn't have? Absolutely. But so did every other tech platform. Facebook's just huge. They have billions of users and they are the biggest ones, but every platform and, and Google included is also a very big one is doing that, you know? And so what was being shared around the way that users' privacy was, you know, compromised potentially. And then there was stuff about Facebook kind of over-reporting numbers and making numbers on the back end with ads look better than they were. Like, we know these things. I've known that for five years. When I first started my company, Facebook ads wasn't accurate reporting. That's why we put into into place like third-party reporting where you have separate funnels to verify your Facebook ads versus all your other traffic and or using UTM codes, just some sort of backup method. So like that's not a new thing that Facebook isn't reporting accurately. Are they doing it on purpose? Probably, you know, like I I don't trust Facebook as a company. I don't trust, you know, huge corporations like that. They're always in it for the money. So is every single huge company. So a lot of what's being said is probably true, but the thing about it is like, it's not a huge shock to me at all. And I also think that, you know, Facebook is the one being blasted and highlighted, but every every company is doing this. Like look at Amazon, you know, how much information do you think Alexa is capturing when you talk in your house and your iPhone is definitely listening to you? Like absolutely. It's happening all over. And, and, is that a concern? Yeah, but is it avoidable? Not really if you want to live in a tech 
world. And, you know, I, I, I think that there's some people who are more worried about that than others, but the reality is like we live in this world and if you want to have an Alexa or have an iPhone or have a social media profile, you're signing up for that. And that's the thing about Facebook is like you can choose to not have social media. You still have that choice. But yet millions and millions of people are choosing to go on Facebook and Instagram every day. And that's the other interesting thing to me is like throughout this whole process with the whistleblower, it's not like people are like, okay, we're leaving Facebook and we're going to go over to a new social media platform. Like they're complaining about it and they're worried about it, but they're still there every day, like feeding the addiction of social media. And so from a business perspective, if you count on social media and you count on ad revenue or getting customers from social media, you don't really have to worry because until there is something else that people are going to be going on to connect with each other in that way and feed that truly it is an addiction, feed that addiction, then you just are going to go over to that next thing. Like there always will be something. Look at the day that Facebook like shut down for half a day. Everybody just moved over to Twitter and Clubhouse and other social media platforms because they're like addicts. We are all like addicts. It's like we got to have this fix. It feels too weird without it. So you don't really have to worry as a business that it's just, you know, it 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 could, I guess, disappear. I'm not worried at all that Facebook and Instagram is going anywhere. I actually wish that a new social media platform would come along and be bigger than Facebook and Instagram and and take them over because I, you know, it sucks that they have such a monopoly and Facebook is not a great service and, and, um, company to deal with when you have things like ad account shutdowns or issues in the back end. They don't care. They do not care about business owners unless you're one of their top revenue spenders. They really are not helpful. And so they are very frustrating, but you kind of have to play the game to reach your audience because, you know, you're, that's where your audience is. So anyways, through this, it was interesting to me that even though the whistleblower was, you know, doing all the sharing everything and that was coming out and people were worried and it was on the mainstream news and all those pieces, like they still went on Facebook and Instagram. So as a business owner, I think that you don't really have to worry about like losing your audience right now unless, again, something else new ever pops up. And I truly do hope that someday it does. But it's really hard because Facebook has such a monopoly that they either copy the features and bring it into their company Or they buy the company out like the one, you know, they bought Instagram when that happened a little bit there. So it's like they they have a monopoly and I wish they didn't. Like I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is a super reliable person that should be able to be leading this movement of social media at all. But he is and he has that monopoly. So so with the whistleblower, like in terms of impacting your business and the things they're saying about like privacy that has been leaked or or things that have happened that shouldn't have with their users. And then the tracking, I know a couple of our clients reached out and, and saw the news and were like, oh, is this a thing? Like, should we be worried about Facebook kind of fudging the, the data in our account? And it's not, you know, this is not a new thing. Yes, that can happen and has been happening. And we already have you know, things in place to kind of make up for that. So the thing is with the whistleblower is it just became mainstream, but everything being said is really not new information. And then around the privacy stuff, 
you know, you could say like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to support this. I don't want to be on Facebook and Instagram for these reasons. But like I said, every single tech company is doing this. Amazon, Apple, they are all, all the social media sites, maybe not to that level are doing this, but they are doing this and they have been since the beginning. And so we're definitely entering this new era where privacy is at the forefront of these platforms concern and they're having to change their backend to kind of make up for what they've been doing. But it's not new news. And we knew this going into, you know, the iOS updates that all of this was going to be changing. But the, the thing with the iOS updates is it was pushed by Apple. And so Apple has plenty of things it does to infringe on its users' privacy that obviously is not being addressed because they made the iOS 14 updates and kind of exposed Facebook for that. It's all a game. It's all a game. It's all about money. It's all about them winning for themselves. I think we know this. And so, yes, we are in a, in a new era where where all platforms, social media and, and tech companies are going to have to start being forced to consider their users' privacy more and they won't be able to get away with as much as they were in the past. But again, Facebook has probably seen this coming for years. We know they've seen it coming for like the last year because of iOS 14, but I guarantee they've, they've seen it coming for years. So uh, overall with the whistleblower, again, I didn't watch every single segment about it because I, I don't find it a good use of my time. But when I reflect on the major points, it's stuff that we knew. And it's fortunately stuff that I don't think is going to impact business owners because it's still like carry on as usual. People are still getting on the platform. People are still utilizing the platform. You know, advertising is still working. Yes, is the tracking potentially inaccurate? Yes. So you need to have some backup ways to track your your data. And one of those ways that we do is have a separate funnel for ads traffic so that all the leads around ads traffic um, are tagged, which is great because then you can actually see them even months down the line, but that's hard data in the back end of our client's CRM that's tagged. I'm also building a software to help solve this problem um, of tracking that will come out in January, but yes, the tracking is, it's been an issue for the last five years, so that's not new. And if you've run Facebook ads, you probably run into this. And it is frustrating, but it's, again, we got to step up. We have to deal with it because we need to market our business and reach new audiences and and get new leads, which are on these platforms. So that is the whistleblower. Now let's talk about the name change and like the future of social media. So I don't know how I feel (laughs) about like his founder's letter. It's it's kind of creepy to me what is happening. And um, I am somebody who, like for my kids, they don't play games. We don't have a TV. Um, I live in this tech world, but I'm actually very against it. I think like social media is really addicting. I think it takes away from connection with real people and your friends and family. And I don't like to be on my phone when I have people around me. And it is super addicting. And I have to constantly kind of fight that addiction and I think a lot of people don't fight it and they don't really care about it but it is addicting they've built it to be addicting and I've never tried virtual reality VR experience before I'm sure it's really cool but everything I have seen about it and the people I know who have tried it said it is extremely addicting like it's like you're hooked into it because it's like so I don't know, like cool and fires off probably different things in your brain that make you want to keep doing it and keep doing it. So that's concerning to me because if that's the case, 
you know, that's social media is already addicting. And if they're creating something even more addicting, it's like, where are we going? So from a member of society and mom, you know, and, and human perspective, I am definitely like a little scared for this future. I mean, essentially, it sounds like Mark's vision for social media is, is web 3.0 is instead of looking at a screen, you're in this experience and you can see your family. It's like so hard to comprehend, but like you're in rooms and you can actually like turn and see people versus looking at a screen. And so I think that it's inevitable that a new, you know, web 3.0 is coming. That's going to be different than just like looking at a screen. Now it will be interesting to see like what sticks and what doesn't. I think that they are probably a little bit ambitious to think everybody's just going to grab onto this and and embrace it. You know, we've had Kindles and things like that forever and I still buy real books. So like there are things that I don't think this could ever replace true human connection with each other in person. And I think it's going to take time for people to even start to adapt it because it is such a big shift. But you have to realize that any big shift like the iPhone or, you know, Facebook and, and social media in general, like everybody, d- the the first thing that happens is everybody's like, that's so crazy. That's so dumb. Why would anybody do that? And then it becomes a reality like three, four or five years later. And so I am seeing right now after this announcement, a lot of people going, Mark is crazy. Like, who does he think he is? Nobody's going to do this. And I'm like, you guys just wait because you're probably wrong. Sadly, I wish that you weren't wrong. But if it's a super addicting and, you know, an experience that's new like that and it's going to hook people in, it probably will become a, a reality. And so... It's interesting to me, think, like people are like, Mark, what is he thinking, Mark? It's like, he's a billionaire and I think he knows what he's doing. Um, I think he's trying to definitely monopolize this this movement. And I, I think that there's a potential of him not being the leader of it. Like there are other companies that could step in. I mean, even video gaming companies, like they're closer to being able to create this as a reality. Who knows? I, I hope that he's not. Like I, I don't want him to be continue to have the monopoly of this of this web 3.0 so I think we are going to move into this direction whether it's in a year or two years or five years in the next five years I think social media and the experience of being online is going to change significantly and with Facebook changing their name I mean you know they're going to start launching they're going to start launching things around this at some point and I think a lot of what they launch is not going to stick And I think some of what they launch is going to stick and they're going to figure out what people are attracted to and what they're not attracted to. And that's what they did with Facebook. Like they they just tried things and they continued to listen to their users to see what they wanted and what created the most engagement. And they continue to do that. They continue to do that. If you look at anything they put out, they are listening to not what their users necessarily want, but what their users are telling them through action that they will continue to go on their platform for. Because if they listen to what their users want, I think right now everybody would say, we don't want this, but just wait till they put it out there and people start to get hooked on it. We'll see. From a business perspective in this Web 3.0 made up possibilities. 
I think it, it will open up a whole new world of, of selling, of different ideas and ways you could connect with your audience. Advertising, of course, will become a thing. It is cool and exciting to imagine what that will be. And I think we won't know until it starts coming out. But I think right now, I watched the video from the Instagram creator um, yesterday and he said something like, imagine being a creator and being able to create a room where all your followers can come in and like be in that room with you. It sounds like mind blowing right now when you hear it, but so did the iPhone. So did Facebook. Like all of those things we have to remember at that time, if someone would have said, Hey, imagine having a phone that is the internet that you can look up anything in your pocket. We People were like, that's insane. And why would you want that? You know, that's their response. And so these things will become reality. These companies, I do have to give it, you know, to these, these visionaries, regardless of what I think of Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he is willing to imagine the impossible and then go make it happen. And you've got to have some respect for that. Same with Elon Musk. You know, same with Jeff Bezos. They have a, an extreme ability to imagine a future and and bring it to life that majority, 99.9% of people can't see as possible. So I do have mad respect for that. And I think he's right. I think he, I mean, I know he's right because he wouldn't be making this move, you know, if he wasn't. Um, and so it will be interesting. Web 3.0 is coming. I think from a human again perspective and a mom I'm 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 scared I wish we could go back to the 80s sometimes and the 90s like when I and when I was a young kid like we just didn't have this level of tech and it is really challenging to raise kids in this world like sometimes it makes me really sad we're super anti-tech but it still shows up and I think it still impacts and I think it'll continue to impact as my kids get older you know the way that they want to hang out with friends and interact with friends and I really hate it I really hate it I hate social media for kids I, I do not want my kids on social media and I hate phones I, I just want them to be kids and play out in the neighborhood in our cul-de-sac with kids and and have you know use their imaginations and play with toys I don't want them on games and I I don't want them on social media I don't want them making videos I don't want them caring about how many likes they get I hate all of those things so much and also we live in that world so as a business owner and as adults I'm like constantly conflicted because it impacts me you know I don't want to care about how many likes I get I don't want to be sharing my every day on stories or feel like I you know I need to be doing that versus being present it's a constant push pull that I have of I'm constantly conflicted with it so I think with where we're going, it is going to be interesting to watch unfold. We don't know a lot. I, I would expect like soon there's going to be some more changes coming out um, as they start to test this. And I, I'm excited for that. It is historical for sure. And I think from a business perspective, it is exciting to think about the new world that's going to open up because we need that, right? Facebook and Instagram ads haven't really changed for the last y- 10 years, it's been small changes they've introduced. Obviously, Instagram was probably like one of the biggest changes and then there's been features like stories and reels, but we could use a change and I think ad costs would significantly go down again if we can get in on those changes early. So I'll be watching for that and from a business perspective, excited for it For it, as a mom. Um, 
and somebody who values being unplugged and present in my life, I'm definitely nervous. And I am nervous for Mark Zuckerberg to be like the leader of this. We'll see. There's a chance he won't. There's a chance that somebody else can come in. It's definitely going to be interesting. So those are my thoughts, you guys, on all of these changes. And I will obviously continue to share as things come up. And I hope you guys found this somewhat helpful. We're all going to be okay. (laughs) We have to just remember There's nothing that's going to fully replace actual true human connection and being present and in the moment. And I do think there is a movement going back to that. And I think that that it's it's potentially stronger than these founders realize. I think especially in the last few years, people have started to realize how addicting social media is. And, you know, some have taken action against that. And so it's always going to be there, but you have to balance and decide how you want to participate in it and you do still have that control like they don't control you and you have that control in 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 your boundaries around it so thanks for listening today guys i'll talk to you next time thanks for listening to the not for lazy marketers podcast if you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how hirsch marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.